Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Who, who did the voice sound like? <laughs> Siri or Alexa or one of them. Ah, okay. The way you said it made it sound like James Earl Jones or something. <laughs> the only constant is baseball. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking oh, of shows, man. did you watch um, the show? Did you watch uh, Cobra Kai? Buddy, I'm addicted. I'm addicted. <laughs> I'm addicted. It's like everything that you want that show to be. I think it was a YouTube TV show, I think. I think they produced it for YouTube originally, and then now they're putting it on Netflix. But, wow, man, it's like, it's like the perfect mix of like 80s camp, but then like modern yes. stuff. It's, oh, my God. It's so fun. Thank you for the they, recommendation. They appeal to like all ages. They got something for everybody. It's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. I'm probably going to be, I'll probably finish at least the first season or I don't even know, like probably by the end of the week. Oh, you will. <laughs> yeah, me it is. <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know, I don't even know if this is going to make the cut, but we're talking about the show Cobra Kai on Netflix. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Everybody needs to check it out. Um, I have to tell you, sir, that yesterday I had the most Seattle day ever. It was. I'm not incredible. sure I know what that means. What, what, what's what's I mean, the most Seattle day ever? Dude, okay, so I'm up here visiting. We drove up from LA, brought the kids and everything. And yesterday I went out on the boat. My family has like a little ski boat and we took it out on Lake Washington. And yeah. it was a gorgeous day yesterday, not a cloud yeah, in the was. sky crystal clear air we we went and uh putted around lake union we got some fish and chips at the ivers salmon house we mm. putted down to the south end of lake union we went up to the seattle kraken team store and got some kraken gear uh we you know went back out went around mercer island checked in over at the seahawks facility and like you know sat out in front of that in the boat and took pictures <laughs> of that and uh, dude, I'm sunburned this morning. I woke up, I got like a pink nose. Ah, oh, that's fantastic. We came home, put the boat away, went down to downtown Edmonds, got some, got some Anthony's takeout, some crab cakes, sat there, watched the ferries go back and forth. I mean, just a lovely wow. Pacific Northwest day yesterday. It was amazing. Yeah, that is a full day. Right mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Well, man. I guess, I guess yeah. we should jump into the show before Katie cuts us off. <laughs> And tells us stop talking, boys. Start talking football. She's like, you guys are you guys are talking Cobra Kai and uh, boating trips. <laughs> Everything but, but the Hawks, right? Seahawks, Cowboys. Get to work, boys. That came through right. so loud in my ear. Let me do the official open. Here we go. Let's get this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up. <laughs> 
He's going to throw down the middle. The ball is caught. Hey, that's great football now. 35 40. Down the far sideline. We got a five, baby. He's still moving. He's going to go. Go Hawks. Are you kidding me? Yes, they are. 20, 10, touchdown. Seahawks. It's the Seahawks podcast brought to you by the Believe Sports Network. I am Seahawks superfan Brett Davern. He is Seahawks super fan and also legend Lofa Tatupu. Lofa, you ready to talk some Cowboys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get it, partner. All right. Uh, let me remind everyone before we get rolling today that the show is sponsored by betonline.ag, your online betting experts. Go to betonline.ag. Use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. Get all the welcome bonuses. Lofa, BetOnline.ag right now has the Seahawks as the favorite to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I mean, I I said that before the season started, so I feel like they're finally catching on. What are the well? Right thing, now, you can go. <laughs> next thing you know, right Russ is going to be the favorite for MVP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I think he's already there. Uh, right now, you can go lay some wagers down on the Seahawks, or you can use their online. 24-7 uh, casino and play table games and uh, poker and all kinds of stuff. Uh, the fun never ends in their online casino, but you can also make all your sports wagers and everything else like that. So go to betonline.ag. They're a great sponsor. They're supporting us, and we'd hope that you'd support them. Uh, Lofa, week number three sees the Cowboys coming into Century Link. It's uh, the second home game in a row for the Seahawks here. And uh, the Cowboys coming off a 40-39 to victory over the Atlanta Falcons. And if you're a football fan, you definitely see how that game ended up with the Falcons. Um, let's just get some initial thoughts from you uh, about America's team coming to Seattle. Yeah, you know, this was the one I had circled uh, as a potential. I'm not saying definite, but a potential, you know, tough game and a tough matchup. With, with their offense and what they present in terms of, you know, having Dak. He, and he just doesn't lose games for them. And that's very critical. As much, you know, criticism as he's taken, at, you know, at the quarterback position, he, he doesn't lose games. He makes the right decision. And then he's got Zeke to lean on in that offensive line. Um, so mm-hmm. they're a well-balanced attack that, you know, I think presents problems for, you know, what we saw. They they did a, a solid job against the Rams coming up short though in week one and then just this past week they came back not once but twice from you know yeah. a nineteen and a twenty point deficit so they can they can catch up and catch up quick uh, so the 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 key to this week um, you know you got to take the runaway and and uh, and full you know deck to beat you. Yeah, man, I'm looking at some numbers here. Dak Prescott last week versus the Atlanta Falcons, 34 of 47 for 450 yards and uh, one touchdown. Uh, Of course, he also ran in three touchdowns on 18 yards rushing. So four touchdowns total for Dak Prescott. Um, I I mean, you know, from a Seahawks fan perspective, just looking at this game, you know, Dak throwing for 450 uh, against the Falcons. and the, the Seahawks, you know, giving up almost 400 yards per game through the air. So uh, the secondary seems like they'll be in for another long day. Yeah, that's, um, you know, a well-balanced attack. But, you know, when Dak has to let it fly, he, he's shown to, you know, prove worthy, man. And um, so what was it, 400 last week? 450 last week. 
450. Yeah, 450 on the dot. And right, I mean, we gave up 450 to to Matt Ryan. Uh, Cam just threw for 397. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully we just get that two or three score lead like we've had in the first two weeks. And um, and then we can just turn into some entertaining football at the end. Yards, but, you know, not points this time. Well, let's talk about how the Seahawks plan on generating a pass rush, though, or how we think they might, because, you know, bad news uh, for 12s and Hawk fans and, and for Seahawks, these Seahawks individual players, you know, Bruce Irvin out for the season. Um, we thought it was just going to be a sprained knee after the game. Pete Carroll said it was just a sprained knee. But the next day, the MRI reveals torn ACL. So Bruce has to shut it down for the season. And, you know, I've been watching Bruce on Twitter. Uh, he, he put out a tweet that was like, I'm, I'm never injured. I don't know how to deal with this. Um, you know, I, I just, I feel for the guy, you know, he was coming back to Seattle, poised to have a big season. Everybody was excited. Um, I, what's it like when, from a teammate perspective, I mean, you, you've seen guys deal with injuries. You've dealt with injuries yourself. I mean, What's it like when a teammate goes down and, and the news is they'll be out for the rest of the season? Uh, you, you know, you work all year, you know, even the off season, there's no off season, not anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so with how much that goes into this to, to have it happen, you know, in the second game of the season is just like, man, you know, all that work, you know, you're not, you're not feeling bad for yourself in terms of that you're, you know, you're injured and you, you have to come back, but it's, it's, it's getting your mind ready for like what's happened's happened. Now you got to get your mind ready for the rehab phase of it and just getting back to a hundred percent. Cause that yeah. is a, a six to eight month injury, you know? Um, and luckily Bruce is a great athlete and, um, you know, a tough kid. He'll be back. I know he will. And, um, but yeah, you know, heart goes out to him in that situation. Well, so where do we go from here? In terms of the pass rush? Yeah. I see, uh, well, you know, I don't think Rasheem, I think he was a healthy inactive last week. Um, Collier did step up, had one of the biggest plays of the game, stopping Cam on the goal line. Um, mm-hmm. Mayow was still there, you know, who, that's that's my guy to, to win, you know, lead us in sacks. And, and look at what Jamal Adams is doing. And so – Bringing him, you know, just acquiring him in that in that trade was was not just uh, to shore up the secondary and bring big hits. The guy's a playmaker, and so getting him more involved, he's already two sacks on the season. Um, and you know, one of our very best blitzers, I think we're going to start utilizing more is Bobby Wagner. Um, every time he goes, something happens. Whether the ball has to come out early because he's getting there, or a big hit that makes the quarterback release the ball a little earlier next time. Um, Good things happen when you send, you know, 54. What about uh, going out and, and finding some players that are, uh, you know, haven't signed to teams yet? Maybe, you know, um, getting somebody new in here. There's a lot of talk on Twitter about Michael Bennett as a possible Ooh. player. The Seahawks might look at look at signing. And then, of course, Clay Matthews is out there, too. Um, if you had to pick between the two, if you can only have one, if you can have Michael Bennett or Clay Matthews, which way would you go? Oh, man. Um, that's tough. I, I'm trying to try to think really with what the team needs a, a pure pass mm-hmm. rusher. Um, I would, I would, you, I'd have to take clay. Um, just, just, yeah. I mean, he, he, he only played what nine, 10 games before he broke his jaw last year. And he got, he got eight sacks in those, in those 10 games. So, uh, production's still there. Uh, I don't, you know, I know there were talks earlier in the year, 
but I do love me some Mike B and just the attitude and the swagger oh, he course. brings is, you know, yeah. that, that energy is contagious. So um, would love to add either of them, but here's, I'm going to go off the, off the grid for a second. And okay. the guy that I didn't see get a lot of playing time in Washington, uh, Ryan Kerrigan, who averages about 10 sacks a year since he came in the league. I think he's up around a hundred sacks already for his career. Um, you know, with the additions that they had through the draft in the last couple of years, Sweat and Chase Young and and then uh, Payne and Anderson, I, I didn't see him get a lot of snaps, and I don't know what's going on, but, you know, if there's a if we could start that rumor that he's coming to Seattle in a trade, that'd be cool. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of tread left on those tires maybe. I like yeah. that. Yeah, just a great ball player and one that, you know um, – has never really he's never really got the attention he deserves in terms of being recognized as one of the best defensive players but uh you know just consistently putting out eight to ten sacks a year over his career um also we should note in the secondary the secondary gets a little bit thinner with marquise blair also uh going down for the season with an acl injury so two acl injuries in one game for the seahawks defense and in terms of um Marquise going down at is, is that kind of a next man up type of thing, or do you think they need to maybe go out and sign someone? I mean, Ugo Amadi stepped in. He had eight solo tackles after Marquise Blair went down in the in the last game. So looks like he's he's playing pretty well there. Uh, what do you what do you think about the injuries to the secondary? Yeah, no, I think you know on top of that, um, it's uh, we we were down we were without Diggs, so. Um, if Diggs mm-hmm. is in there, may, I don't think Cam throws for 400, you know, maybe, maybe 300. Um, but it's um, you know, terrible what happened to Blair. And, um, you know, you just – Ugo Ugo played well. And I don't know. I don't. I, I think we're still equipped to, to handle it, you know, because we were down – we're already down one safety. Uh, let's talk about Zeke Elliott uh, for one second. We talked about Dak a lot. Uh, you know, you touched on Zeke. They have a pretty good balanced attack offensively. Um, last week in the game, oh, I lost my page. Uh-oh. Hold on a second. Uh, last week in the game against the Falcons, Zeke had uh, 22 carries for 89 yards and one touchdown, averaging four yards a carry. I mean, he's definitely someone you have to account for. Um, you know, what? Just he's such a talented guy. What do you, what do, you do to stop a guy like Zeke Elliott? Yeah, and you know the week before he had I think twenty twenty plus carries for close to ninety or hundred yards. So you could tell you know they want to lean on that run game, and you know with mm-hmm. all they have invested in that offensive line and um, and how much it opens up, you know lanes for Dak to throw the ball. Uh, got to got to load the box is 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 what I would imagine. And by that I mean bring the ex defender down so the safety, you know you're gonna have eight men in the box to 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 just try to you know cancel all gaps like there's nowhere to run and um and that you know we got to be good on our play action is is really what it comes down to meaning the the second level players the linebackers and the safety whoever's in the box you know i I personally in a game like this i would play with a little more depth about six yards off the ball because it's easy to go forward it's easy to go downhill and go stop the run and run full speed at some but when you know, if you get a little hung up on that play action and you take a couple steps up, it's hard to retreat back 15 yards to where that that you know exit angle or that that point that you got to get to where that route's going to be. So um, you know, hopefully you know we make the proper adjustments. But yeah, you know, I this is going to be the first full test, and that's why I had it circled on 
my uh, my calendar that they want to yeah. do both run and pass. Um, you know, we're talking about signing Clay Matthews or signing Michael Bennett or whatever. Um, if they don't go out and sign someone, is this an opportunity for our rookie Jordan Brooks to get a lot more playing time out there? Um, I think so. And, you know, um, it would be moving. They, they would probably, I, how I see the move going would be moving KJ over to Sam or, or they would bring back the, the role that, uh, that Michael Kendricks was playing last year. And he would, you know, be the mm-hmm. stand up Sam behind off the ball. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it, it would be great, you know, those two two of your best ball players and KJ and, and Brooks, you know that you know that everything they're saying, he's the real deal. So, um, would love to see more of him too. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think sometimes as fans, like we we obviously get excited, and it's nice headline wise when a team goes out and signs a veteran player, especially a name that we all know and everything like that. But also, I mean, it's a time for a younger guy on the team or a rookie like Jordan Brooks to step up and maybe, you know, a few games from now we'll be saying, no, they didn't need to go sign a veteran because, you know, this guy is this is the reason they went out and got him in the first round, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. He Everything I saw from him in college at Tech was just, you know, downhill, you know, rushing uh, the passer and um, tackles for loss. I think he had 20 last year. You know, out of 100 yeah. tackles, he had 20 behind the line of scrimmage. One-fifth of his tackles were for a loss. And uh, wow. that that stands out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move on to the Cowboys receivers because their receiving core is pretty stacked. Uh, C.D. Lamb, young guy for them last week, six catches for 100 yards. Uh, of course, Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, has been great in the league for for a while now, six catches, 100 yards. Dalton Schultz, their tight end, nine catches from the tight end position for 88 yards. So, you know, um, and they whoever's Gallup covering too. the tight end got their work cut out for him. Yeah, Gallup, two catches, but for 58 yards. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he had five targets. Um, so, you know, they're spreading it all over the place. So, um, I don't know. I, I think it – for me, man, I'm a, I'm a pass rush guy. You know, we just got to get some pressure on the quarterback. And I think it obviously it helps out the secondary and – um, because we know the secondary is talented, you know, Quentin Dunbar had his first interception last week, mm-hmm. uh, Shaq Griffin on the outside. We know the two safeties are good. So we know they're talented. Um, I think we just got to help them out. Um, with, you know, the defensive front just got to like create some pressure on their own and, and help them out there on the back end. Yeah. It, it doesn't always have to come from the, the, the front four, you know, it could yeah. be the front seven, um, because it's just 2005, my rookie year, we, um, we led the league in in sacks with 54, and not one person had more than nine sacks. So it was yeah. an even distribution across. The, I have four and a half. Leroy had eight and a half. Rocky Bernard had eight and a half. Um, I think Grant and Bryce both had six each, um, six or seven each. Bower had a couple. Mark Juan Manuel. I mean, everybody got in on the action. So it was, yeah. um, you know, and and that's probably – you know, more dangerous that you don't know where the pressure is coming from. Um, it's not always just one guy, uh, you know, winning his one-on-one matchup on the edge. I think Russ is going to have an absolute field day out there this week. Okay. Why? I mean, Matty Ice carved them up for two, 280 and uh, four touchdowns. Um, you know, just – I don't, I don't, okay, and this is, is, I gotta be careful saying this. I'm not afraid of their defense. You know, easy for me to say, I don't have to play them, but I don't really, 
it doesn't look like a problem to us, you know, especially with the way our offense is going. Um, you know, the, the Falcons had a, I insane that they lost that game with the success they had offensively. Uh, Ryan, 274 touchdowns. Uh, Gurley, 21 carries. This is the first time I think Gurley's ever lost. A, a Gurley, Todd Gurley team has ever lost when he gets 20 or more carries. I believe mm. I read that stat somewhere. Um, wow. And, you know, he, he was at three yards of carry, not no, not big, but um, just get, you know, establishing that ground game. Everybody else had over four yards, uh, even Matt Ryan, four for 16. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, you know, I look at, you know, the they did contain Julio, so maybe that was the game plan. But, but Ridley and uh, – Tight end Hayden Hurst, which we we have a couple tight ends. They they had a good day. Yeah, and, yeah, we do. And their third receiver Gage uh, Russell Gage was was balling again with uh, forty six and a touchdown. So, um, well, you're just you're just happy about that because you picked him up in on the fantasy waiver wire. I did. Yes, I did. Yeah, that's why you know that stat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I just I, I look at the matchup and it's you know all signs point to. Russ cooking a lot more and Carson Ballin. I I like it. You know, it's a fair. Also, how many incompletions for Russ this week? Oh man. I'm gonna go You you, you set the over under. Uh, last week last week, what did I say? I was I said eight and he had seven. Yep. Something like that. Uh all right. I'm gonna go six and a half. Ooh. Oh man. I think oh no. That's really hard. Um, now, so if I take the under, then that means he can have six incompletions. But if I take the over, then he can have seven or more, obviously. Um, he had seven last week. Uh, I'm going to take the over this week, but I don't think he throws any pick. I'm, I'm going to take I the under. I, I, I got on there. I'm going to take the under. I think he, like I said, I think Russ keeps cooking. Um, you know, wow. Another, another four wow. touchdowns. I'm going to say four touchdowns. Do you think there will be a game this season where Russell Wilson throws more touchdown passes than he has in completions for the game? Oh, wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be, that'd be <laughs> incredible. I don't know. I'm going to say no. I'm just going to say it happens just so I can root for it. Cause I think that'd be so cool. Well, how many, did he, how many incompletions did he have in the first game? What was that? He had four incompletions in the first game. And, and he, he had, had four touchdowns. Four touchdowns, right? So it's yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that, yeah. I think that's as close as you can get, especially when you're throwing yeah, the ball man. thirty, thirty times, thirty plus times. Um, you know, Russ. Uh, not that, not that Russell ever needs any extra motivation or anything like that. But uh, Dak Prescott was named the NFC Player of the Week this week instead of Russell Wilson, who had five touchdown passes. All these other guys, they can win all the Player of the Week. So just give Russell the MVP at the end of the end of the, end of the season. <laughs> Let's just real quick. Can we can we just clown on uh, the Atlanta special teams real quick and their onside kick coverage and just hope that if this game comes down to an onside kick and Greg Zerline's lining it up, that uh, who I don't even know who the special teams coach is right now for the Seahawks, but I, I think onside kick coverage is something they're probably at least going to talk about this week. Uh, what do you think? What do you think they're saying in the film room uh, over there at the at the VMAC? I mean, it's you know, it's a teachable moment. 
Um, you know, I know Pete and them do a good job of rounding up clips from around the league and like, hey, you know, what would you do here? Or, you know, what should they have mm-hmm. done? And that, you know, um, I think that's a powerful tool in, in, in teaching, you know, the guys that like, hey, I know we say don't touch the ball unless it goes 10 yards. That's, you know, kind of a rule when it's a low, you know, um, spinning ball. And I mean, that and was that really. because you just don't want it to, to, to touch the, the receiving team? Like, is well, it because you don't want to if, mishandle the. Well, if you mishandle, yeah, if you, if you go to, because as soon as you go to dive, the other guy's going to dive. And even if he touches it first, they're, they're not always going to see that. You know, uh, replay is right. not always going to show that. But um, if it does stop at nine yards, you, you know, you don't touch it. You're just like, all right, it's not. But the. <laughs> I mean, there were so many wild things going on in that play. I watched one linebacker from the Cowboys who your sole purpose is to run down and knock somebody out, and he ran right by everybody. And I was like, where is that guy going? And <laughs> I, I was like, oh, my God. Like, And then the other three, there was like – I don't think anybody had any contact on that play. Everybody was just watching the ball. It was – I couldn't believe what I was seeing just like everybody else. It was couldn't. a bizarre play. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, – but, you know, in that moment, when it's – that close like right around nine yards and you see it trending towards crossing 10 yards you got to jump on it um but yeah. you know hindsight's 2020 20. uh, but i don't know man it, like i said it's a teachable moment well the, you know the falcons recovered an onside kick uh, on us in week number one and then you know we got zerline with his tricky kick so i'm just saying let's let's be prepared for it in case the game is close that's all oh yeah we'll be we'll be well prepared for that so let's get a final score prediction before we get out of here then. What do you, how, how do you see this game shaping up? Oh, man. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I see a shootout. I see, um, I, see, I see us putting up at least 30, 35 points again. Okay. Um, and I'm hoping we can you know, just hold them to – I think they can get four scores, man. That's just – I worry about it's just a well-balanced offense and that that's very hard to defend. Uh, I'm going to go 30. Let's go 38 for us to 38, 28. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to put it a little bit closer, but I do see this one being high scoring. I mean, Dallas gave up 39 points to Atlanta last week. Um, and we've been putting up, uh, obviously monster numbers on offense. I I'm going to go 34, 31 Seahawks okay. in another nail biter. Uh, but like you, I think we'll get to over 34 points. Ooh. See, I, yeah. think, I think they'll, you know, they'll have a chance, another possession, but I think we make the stop before they, they get that second to last score. You know, we've, I've like how we've, we've established these double digit leads you know, going into the fourth. So yeah, we're going to hold it this time though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I hear you, man. Hopefully, hopefully this is, you know, we're talking about another Seahawks victory next week. Uh, But for now, that's it for us, everybody. That's a wrap on the Seahawks podcast on the blue sports network. Thanks for checking it out. Thanks for listening. Um, The Instagram lately, Lofa has really been taken off and thank you everyone for engaging on that. You can find us on Instagram at, Seahawks podcast or you can just search Seahawks podcast in the search bar there we're also on Twitter but let's be honest we do 
a lot more of our stuff on Instagram. So check it out, everybody. You can also send us an email anytime, seahawkspodcast at gmail.com. If you've got questions you or you want to hear us speak on something or, or whatever, hit us up over there. And I just want to say another thing that goes into my score prediction. Okay, let me stop the music. When okay. a team comes off a dramatic come-from-behind three-score victory like like the Cowboys did. Now, this mm-hmm. is what I'm factoring into you know, the, the outcome because I was originally very worried about this game. I'm not as worried because there's such a elevation of emotion and intensity that goes into that comeback that there's usually a bit of a, a lull or coming down to earth, like a letdown in, in the in the week leading up to the next game. It's just human nature, right? And um, so that's why I'm feeling a little more comfortable with the Hawks taking care of business this week. If you don't mind, let me break it down uh, this week to something a little different. Uh, the NFL family and the world in general um, has lost Gail Sayers, you know, NFL legend, Chicago Bears running back, Hall of Famer. I know it's a Seahawks podcast, but you know, he's a legend. So you want to break it down uh, in honor of Gail Sayers this week? Absolutely. Let's um, let's break it down to his nickname, the Kansas Comet. Ooh, I love it. All right. Uh, count us off then. All right. Kansas Comet on three. One, two, three. Kansas, Kansas Comet. Comet. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.